hey hey and welcome back to thoughts from the 305 i'm your host and Laneda, and this week is actually not what you know it was supposed to be a solo episode but because i have the absolute dream team it's gonna be a trio of awesomeness this time around it's been a hot minute since I've been in this space. It's been a hot minute since I've, you know, brought other folks into the space. So I appreciate everyone who's still listening, everyone who's still on this journey with myself and my comrades. Hopefully it won't be too boring because we got a whole lot of shit to unpack. And well, frankly, it really is just a whole lot. Uh, so first off, I want to emphasize there is absolutely no problem with slowing down and taking a break from this crazy ass messy world. We're living in a time when information is just being consumed at an astronomical rate. I don't know about y'all, but sometimes I just find myself staring out into the abyss and I wonder why the hell am I so stressed out? Not the reasoning or the source of my stress, like I know that, but why am I constantly made to live in this existence in this way? And why is the shit normal like us as human beings can dictate how this world looks and yet we've collectively made a choice to follow leaders that have values rooted in white supremacist patriarchal values and that have have us stressed out about every little aspect of life as opposed to just living and if you don't know what white supremacist patriarchal values are Hopefully we can unpack that a little bit uh, today because, yeah, it's, it's, it's a whole lot. We're getting a whole lot of information and sometimes we just need to pause and figure out what the hell all of this actually really means. So I will let my beautiful guests introduce themselves for you today. Who goes first? You can go first. <laughs> um, well, first and foremost, Andrea, thank you so much. I'm honored and honored and privileged and just so humbled to be in this space with you. Um, with the beautiful B Frizzell as well. So um, my name is Andrea Jimenez. Uh, again, I'm very happy to be here and um, you know just get into it and unpack everything and anything that we that will come of this beautiful space. Yes, and of course it's B Frizzell. Um, also humbled and grateful to be in this space and to be able to speak all shit. So whenever you want to get started, we'll be ready. <laughs> all right all right all right yeah see i it, it was very intentional for me to bring these two beautiful beautiful people into this space um just place an emphasis on we actually made uh the choice to go through through grad school in the middle of a pandemic um be bless her heart was doing a dual degree for reasons that we're still trying to figure out um but we, we're making it we're making it right um as <laughs> as steadily as possible um and of course the higher industrial you know spate the high higher industrial oh my gosh it's sunday i have no idea higher education space is not um they're not immune to a lot of uh, i mean they're of a if you think about it, if you really think about it, higher education, institutions of higher learning have played a significant role in promoting white supremacist patriarchal values, right? Am I right? Mm. If you think mm. about when they were created, who created them, where they were mm. created, it's, it's, thank you, college. <laughs> But now they're quote unquote, you know, the places where liberals, oh, those damn liberals, they're going off to college and they're learning all this. Like, where did you, we didn't send, you know, we didn't spend this much money to send you off to college to learn all that nonsense. I'm like, well, actually, 
Technically, you did. Speak on it. <laughs> Speak on it. So how's how's that experience been for y'all? Cause I know I know it's been a journey. I know it's been a journey. And the journey you and I being in the same cohort is it's been a it's been a roller coaster ride to say the least. Absolutely, Andrea, to say the least. Um <laughs> it's it's uh I I definitely like to put it in terms of like visualizing when people ask how has grad school been? How has it been to you know, obtain this, ma- this you know, prestigious, whatever the heck that means, master's degree. Um, but definitely, it, it, it's been a ride indeed, um, but a very good and significant one. Um, being in the program that we are in of community psychology, community and social change, um, just a privilege to be in spaces um, with people and their perspectives and their lived experiences, learning that they must be honored understanding the context of um of of social identities and really diving into that and understanding that your space doesn't have to be everywhere and decenter yourself because you know we all got shit so let's give room for everyone to really speak on their behalf and on their people um in particular which we definitely have learned a lot about in terms of the concept of who your people are andrea um and be so with that said i mean i echo everything you said it's it's just been a it is it has been a ride and getting to the end um per se because the work continues um and hopefully we're able to magnify it magnify everything we've learned and make it our own and really um get into the kind of frameworks and 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 theories we want to apply to our lives as people so that we can continue to just do the work and not continue to perpetuate the harm that has been um excuse me not has been but is inherently rooted in all of these systems um that we all try to move in um that weren't created for people other than white non-ethnic male hetero i mean we can go down the list of social identities that are you know but that's where i am thank you so much again for giving me this space yeah and i definitely feel everything you guys said i think the biggest thing that comes up for me when we get into this very touchy touchy topic is um uh the reality that a lot of us believe that this was our only way this was the only thing that we could do in order to find safety in order to find freedom in order to find you know joy or hope in this world right and then when you go through it and you experience it it's like oh but wait this actually is as harmful as the things that are going on outside of here this actually is pulling me away from my family pulling me away from my culture pulling me away from the ideologies that I would like to practice right and forcing me to fit into that that norm or mm, I don't know I don't want to say norm but I think y'all know what I'm trying to say (laughs) yes yeah that's what I'm saying like I don't I don't because it's not I, I hate the word the the normal, right? Because right. that means that everything mm. outside of that is is different or other mm. or not normal, yep. right? So I don't I don't yeah like I don't want to I don't want to say that that it is normal, but it's definitely this white male uh, way of thinking, 
right? And it's, it's harmful. I was just talking with someone the other day around social work. I tried to do um, a master's in social work and realized that, no, they don't want this to work for mm. them. <laughs> yeah. They have all of the answers, right? They have all of the answers and they know the reality around how cultures are different. Different cultures have different understandings and different upbringings and they still want to assimilate us into this one way of being, right? This normal way of being that doesn't apply to everybody. So, you know, we're about to get into it. We're about to get into it. I mean, y'all, y'all, y'all need to stop sleeping on my guests, cause you know, you know, I'm gonna, I'm gonna bring people with the E. They're gonna be talking real, real shit. They're gonna be talking real facts. Um, and you know, just to to piggyback, to piggyback off of you know some of the stuff that you just said, B. It's that lumping different cultures into one, and then that just makes me think of people have to invest in this, mm-hmm. this these these values right people have to to give it weight they have to give it clout which is mm-hmm. what the, the 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 new word you know the influencers want clout people want you know if you want to be ig famous when you need clout uh white supremacists right. to you know patriarchal values need clout so mm-hmm. one thing that i think gets us stuck is oh you know well white people this and white people that okay right but then what about everybody else that has invested right. time energy and their overall being in this these systems right because that's where it's like people exactly. the, you know where you don't talk about the nuances you don't talk about oh shit you know why are all you know if we want to talk about the oh my gosh jesus Christ, i didn't even want to mention the oscars because damn um oh. <laughs> people you know i'm talking about outrage at the oscars it's like yeah but if you invested in this is an example if you invested right. in the oscars you're invested in an institution that places white supremacist patriarchal mm-hmm. values at the top it don't matter what race you are mm-hmm. what ethnicity you are uh, what gender you right. are you invested it needs clout and mm-hmm. being members of the global mi- majority you know you're talking about black indigenous asian like you know everybody who's not white right that they needed the boost of outside voices in order to make it happen so it, mm-hmm. it's really and i think that's where people just get stuck it's like oh white and black white and black it's like well you got all this gray and then you start seeing right. colors <laughs> in between and it's like oh shit. Mm-hmm. oh mm-hmm. shit this is this is where we're at right now <laughs> this is this is this is where we're at right now how how do we but it's still the same back and forth back and forth well mm-hmm. oh my gosh like these institutions they putting the black man down this and, th- and it's like mm-hmm. this is why i can't even talk to you <laughs> i can't even mm-hmm. talk to you like, it's not it's no no it's not even like mm-hmm. for me like will and jada smith are prime examples of people that are completely invested in these systems they made it mm-hmm. because they were invested right. They still go through that, you know, not to take away from the struggle of, they're still going to go through the struggle of being black. But there are certain things that you had to do in order to get to where you are. And that's investing in these systems, right? And so now you're getting bit. What do you, what'd you expect? What'd, what'd you expect? Mm. You know? Yeah. <laughs> and so that's, that's the yeah, part. I think- <laughs> no, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. 
Yeah, no, I was gonna say um, around that idea, something that is like something that I think that we're also super invested in is just like the the praise or like uh, idolization of celebrities, right? As if they are not regular people with regular emotions and regular problems and yeah. you know. But, regular situations right um i think that the one of the biggest things that comes up for me is just like um they absolutely are invested in these systems specifically um black celebrities right because the only way that we can be affirmed in these systems is to either assimilate or to be exactly what they expect us to be right so not only you can either be respectable or you can be that hood ratchet you know super sexual all of those things right and those are the only ways that you can be successful as a black person because you're doing what they want you to do you're fitting into that mold and that that goal so we have to actually i would say pull away from that celebrity idolization because again they are regular people experiencing the same systems that we are so they're going to be their mental is going to be hijacked hijacked just as ours is in my opinion no i can't speak for everybody but that's what i believe and that's what i'm seeing that's what i'm seeing right they going through the same shit we're going through because they're regular people (laughs) right and these pedestals, man, these pedestals are just the people placed on these pedestals, you know, that are put there to quote unquote represent the monolith that is black. Right. It's just like, say what now? Well, the, they, who, who they represent? Oh, okay. Because they, they sure as hell represent a very small majority, minority of black people that have right. that, that type of wealth and that have that, that you know, that invested uh, mindset in these systems. But I think that another thing is it's like people forget about these monoliths, you know, not creating these monoliths in not only the black community, in the Asian community, in the Latino community, and so many different communities. Mm-hmm. It's, it's not black and white. And I love it when people say it, but they say it as like a defense mechanism. It's like, oh, well, you can't say that because everything's not black and white. Okay, so let's talk about it. Let's talk deeper about it. Oh, no, 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 no. Right. They're not ready to talk about the gray, but it's very hard to understand the gray, right? Because there's so many different shades, right? And you have to even go from from believing that it's... I'm trying to think of how I can say this. You have to go from believing that everything is binary to begin with. Right? You got to go from thinking that everything is right or wrong, black or white, up or down. You have to get out of that one or the other mindset before you can even get into, there are different shades of gray, my nigga. 50 of them bitches, if you read the book. (laughs) Okay? (laughs) It's 50 shades of gray in this world, all right? You're not going to be able to understand everybody's situation or circumstance by looking at one person. And I think that's what's really, really harmful about representation, mm. right? Because it's just like, I, I can, I, or we see someone that is black, or we see someone that looks like us, or we see somebody that um, is similar to us. And it's just like, but is that really creating change? We've been visible, we've been seen, you know what I'm saying, by ourselves, right? We, now we're being seen by them, but does that really change my lived experience and my lived circumstance, right? It really doesn't. 
it really doesn't do much for what I'm going through in my in my daily life today. So it's, it's more than that, right? It's more than being seen or not being seen. It's so much more than that. So we just got to get out of the that that binary, that one or the other way of thinking, in order to really be able to make the change and the progress that we need to. Damn. Yeah. All that. <laughs> All that. She said, "Bye." She started talking about binary. She's talking about representation. Ooh, okay, damn. What? Shit, I'm, I'm regretting not having that mimosa right now. Damn. Okay. Ooh. Ooh. Uh, and, I'm like, look, we gonna do it. We gotta do it. We gonna do it. We gotta do it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. No, you right. You right. You right. And and the topic of representation. Mm. Because there are, you know, and I forget the quote exactly, but it's in one of his essays, Malcolm X um, was talking Mm -hmm. about, um, and B, I think I mentioned this to you, um, about Mm -hmm. our obsession with the firsts. You know, yeah. uh, the firsts, yeah. and and we're, we're we've approached that uh, the, the time where we've elected our first black uh, woman Supreme Court justice, and everybody mm-hmm. and, and their mothers like we've made it. The criminal justice system <laughs> has changed. Say what? Now? Right. What? Right. What, like, what the hell? Black woman in the Supreme Court, everything <laughs> is solved. Like no. What the hell did that happen? Cause we sure as hell elected a, uh, was it a black? Was it Kamala's? Uh, how she's from the Caribbean, and she's mm-hmm. uh, black, and then she said, "Don't come here," right? Right. So representation, and mm-hmm. y- you know, and yeah, and y'all, <laughs> oh, I think y'all hear it most for me about my feelings about Latino representation anywhere. Mm-hmm. It's garbage. Mm-hmm. It perpetuates this <laughs> fucked up misconception. Mm-hmm. And I have conversations with black folks where they've fetishized light skinned mm-hmm. Latinos because that's mm-hmm. what Latinos look like, right? That's what Latinos mm-hmm. look like. I'm not, I'm not Latino. I'm not. Mm-hmm. I'm not one of the community. Stop it. Mm-hmm. Stop that. It's it's just it's mm-hmm. mind boggling where that representation and you know I was I'm not even front. I was the one out there that's like hashtag representation matters. Let's go. It's important to get people in these spaces. That's what's gonna create change and then EPS 622 26 uh, social praxis mm. happened. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, damn, we see. Damn. Um, so, like, how are you complicit in this white supremacy? Like, um, damn. Um, that that was me the entire class. Right. Like, what are you? Yeah, <laughs> fuck. Still thinking. Still thinking. Mm-hmm. Um, Andrea, I'm gonna give you some, some space. Of that. I know you're thinking. I, I see the wheels spinning. What's up? What's up? What you got? No, no. Well, first and foremost, um, you know, I'm, uh, you know, in doing the reckoning and in doing the work consistently, mm-hmm. daily, self-interrogating, right? Mm-hmm. Like. People who, so for me, right, white representing, light-skinned person, white person who checks mm-hmm. off that box, but being multi-ethnic, being of immigrant parents, Colombian and Cuban, and, mm-hmm. and really divesting in that culture and, 
and and living in it um and having this ambiguity andrea right racially ethnic like we live in america and it's like you know you're white so you fit here but then also you know mm-hmm. you're, bi- you're bilingual because latin like latin culture spanish culture hispanic right i don't like to use the word hispanic latin the, the, the latin right. community the latinx the latinx community um you know what what binds us all together is essentially like our spanish language and that we're able to mm-hmm. just jump from one and it's so beautiful but again you all spoke very you, you bring up this point about representation and in me doing mm-hmm. the work um I've been really looking, uh, you know, and Andrea, we've spoken about this in terms of black feminist theory and black feminism um, mm-hmm. in general and, and, and black feminists right now that, uh, that are just so prevalent and, 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 and centered in doing that work and bringing together this community of, of, of a, quite frankly, anyone who just wants to see everyone succeed no. while not, mm-hmm. you know, um, propagating oppression, propagating subjugation of any human mm-hmm. being, um, specifically marginalized human beings, racialized, ethnically socialized right. human human beings right so with that said mm-hmm. representation i was listening to um uh, a youtube a youtube yesterday of um, a beautiful author dr aria halliday she wrote this book it hasn't come out yet but it is pre-ordered um on amazon available by black how black women transform u.s pop culture I've heard that she one. specifically mm-hmm. touches upon and says representation will not save anyone and then you right. have another beautiful black feminist um, that jumps in with the market was not even designed for black women. Right. The market was not designed for black people. <laughs> and, what, and can we talk about the market? Because the market can can can, can be anything, right? Mm-hmm. Because we are all rooted in capitalism. Education mm-hmm. can be a market form. Am- we know Amazon is a market form. We know all of these space in the digital yeah. world, right? We mm-hmm. are, it's a market. Yep. Who was it designed mm-hmm. for? Ooh. The people who had right. the money to do it. Yeah. Right. Generational speaking, having generation generational wealth that does not belong to black, brown, mm-hmm. indigenous individuals, right? Mm-hmm. Even Latinx communities, right? We see those people, and those are the people that are working, like agriculturally, in, in those fields, right? Like working laborly mm-hmm. with with their hands, physically, constantly. That is the that is um we don't like to use the word norm i hate it as well i echo everything right. you you know you spoke on that because language is right. so important and the words that we use mm-hmm. is so important but i will say that that's um, what we got right, right now listen yeah. listen so in, in, but in terms of representation it is not it, it absolutely i echo what dr halliday spoke on in terms of it's not going to save anyone it's not enough inclusion is also mm-hmm. not enough which she speaks about a lot right. and 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 why is that like if we think about representation and inclusion and 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 i will leave you both with this to see i want to hear your beautiful thoughts on this if representation and inclusion right they are not enough why they essentially they're constructions mm-hmm. they're social constructs right. in themselves right because if mm-hmm. we get critical about these types of interventions representation and inclusion are types of interventions right they're right. They're, they're, they're concepts that want to be applied in these systems to address and dismantle right social mm-hmm. issues social justice issues like racism patriarchy misogyny sex like these are constructs Lord. and in, in interventions that were created to solve and dismantle and address. How in the heck are we really doing that? Like if we really think about right. it, because the acts of subjugation and violence on black, brown, indigenous, the erasure that has been historically um, a norm. I will use it there right. because erasure has right. been mm-hmm. that it's constant. Mm-hmm.
definitely like we want you to sit at the table um after that that is pretty much it because that is representation you're sitting here and right. you fit our quota fit our racial quota for that month or for that year or what have you yeah so in terms of those mm-hmm. two co- are like i wonder representation inclusion their constructions essentially in its most simplest form so if they're social constructs mm-hmm. like race like ethnicity mm-hmm. like all of these social identities are co- mm-hmm. like where do constructs get us they're not even real right. are they real right right damn man <laughs> they are yeah, they are every every and then you know because i mean to your point how did everybody and their fucking mother become a DEI expert overnight? Mm. Right. That you have whole professions. I'm getting like messages on social media for certificates right. on DEI, and I'm, and I have mm. to sit right. on more Zoom meetings regarding DEI. And it's like, okay, so does this mean that you're going to start funding more organizations that are headed up by black Hell no. people? so that's awesome like what so why am i here because i the, these last two hours i could have been somewhere else uh mm, that's the, sure. <laughs> that's that's where i could have been doing uh, the work <laughs> i mean right. that that's what i'm saying that's what i'm saying because these constructs and the way that people and then again not only white people are invested in these constructs right, right? and <laughs> what you when you started talking about black feminism Andrea, it just kicked me back to um the africana womanism um that mm-hmm. that piece so like oh my gosh be out it's and it's not i don't think it's going to be as positive as you think it will be um but right. there's this book uh by it was uh Do- dr clonora hudson weaves i think and mm-hmm. she describes Africana womanism as prioritizing race, then class, and then gender. Mm-hmm. And I was sitting there and was like, "How the hell can you do that? <laughs> how, 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 how does one do that? Um, right. Is that even possible?" I'm sure they tried to explain it. Uh, look, I, I was reading it, and then I'm just like, "Okay, let me." try to listen to something that and then it started with mm. oh everybody's a man and everybody's what i'm okay all right i'm gonna i'm gonna step away from the space right now because clearly we're approaching <laughs> this shit with violence um right. and then you know like a lot of these experts in di i've seen mm-hmm. are black folks or are oh, they yeah or are um racially ambiguous ambiguous latinos and i'm just like but why why? Right. I can, I, I have I have one reason why because they've paying the most fucking money we've ever seen in the motherfucking world mm. to hold down that position. You want to pay me to be black? Hell yes. Ninety four thousand dollars to be black and tell y'all we y'all doing some racist shit. Sign me the fuck up. What do you mean? That's exactly why we know that this shit is not doing anything for anybody, but we're gonna take that position and hold it because uh, we want to be able to live. <laughs> we want to be able to pay our bills and not worry, right? There, are, there is no other position out there that is specifically for a black person that is gonna pay them a livable wage, <laughs> okay? Um, especially if you got a family, you know what I'm saying? Right. Like that, that makes a huge difference. What other positions do we know that are going so freely? to black people in general 
for that amount of like you know what I'm saying? No, you for right. over seventy five K. You know what I'm saying? That is absolutely one of the main reasons that I think black people are seeing it. Those positions started popping up after the uprising and we were like, Oh, absolutely. Pay me to be black. Yes. <laughs> We will absolutely accept that. You know what I'm saying? Um, and even women, like there's a lot of women taking over those predictions. Yeah. And like there is also, you know, the diversity and inclusion and all of those things, equity, like that's another. The gender thing is a real thing as well. So it's a lot of women taking up those positions, and then black women for the combo, right? I got two of them. I checked off two boxes mm-hmm. when I hired this motherfucker, right? So that's really a it's really a big thing about it, but. One thing that I was thinking about while you guys were talking was Cuba. And I was like, hey, do we, we want to go there? Ooh. I'm like, sheesh. I'm like, how much? I mean, I know we got some, some of us got some things to do after this. So I'm like, do we really want to go there? But the one thing that I will say is that Cuba has made very, very significant changes in growth and what they got going on, right? And they've gone beyond representation, but they have that because 64% of their uh, government is women, right? So they've gone beyond representation they've gone beyond inclusion where 58 percent of their scientists are women you know what i'm saying yeah what they've done is in their policies they have centered those who are forgotten but i'm gonna put it's not just yeah it's not yeah exactly it's not just about but it's not just about that right not only have they centered them in their policy they have made it known that there's going to have to be a major cultural shift in their culture, in their schools, everything that they, everywhere they talk about, you know what I'm saying? They are making sure that it's known that this is not okay, and we are actively working to change this. Right? We are. This is not what we want to be going on. This is what's happening. They're, they're telling the truth, and you know what I'm saying? They're being honest about the shit that they got wrong, and they're doing the work to actively. Uh, you know, change it and adjust it. Not only are they making the laws different, right? Because our laws ain't changing. We're going backwards. Mm-hmm. We're going to fuck backwards, okay? <laughs> We're going absolutely backwards. And they are, their laws are showing up and they're also addressing it culturally. They're like, bam, our school's got to teach about this. Our church's got to teach about this. When you go to the grocery store, you got to hear somebody talking about this shit. You know what I'm saying? Like, they are doing all that they can. We think about family in Cuba, their family code. It fucking recognizes pets. Right. You know how much a dog and a cat cost at the vet? Yeah. No. They are helping people with pets. They're 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 helping people with um elders in their home. You know what I'm saying? Just thinking about family in a much different way. That's really our issue. We're stuck in the binary. Number one, we're stuck in the white supremacist uh, way of thinking. We're stuck in the patriarchal way of thinking, the heteronormative way of thinking, and we we we're used to it. We're comfortable, which is why when we see somebody, it makes such a drastic change and a, a drastic emotional response to it. It's like this is major, right? Our response to Kantaji is emotional. Right, it's an emotional thing to see the first black woman in the Supreme Court. This is bringing up feelings for me, which is why it's such a big thing. But is it really, like I said before, going to change our lived experience? Probably not. She's one vote out of nine. You know what I'm saying? It's it's probably not going to make as big of a difference as we think it is. But it does move us so deeply because we don't see it every day. It is a major change, right? So it's going to cause a major response. But it's really not going to do anything for our policies and it's not going to do anything for our culture in, in reality, right? 
right right and with what do we- <laughs> yeah, no, and and i agree with um an abundant like uh, with the majority of what you said i'm gonna push back because ten- i guess it's the human in me um i think it's the black human <laughs> in me a little bit um because yes to some of those changes and i think that it has a lot to do with um cuban activists on the ground taking to social media and using those platforms to get the word out because you can't hide Mm -hmm. anymore you can't you can't really hide anymore like the internet is global the interweb is is created by people and it's across the board the uh, the activism that's been going on on the ground in cuba has been predominantly by Mm -hmm. black activists so you're 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 coming from a government that did like a blanket oh we're not going to talk about race anymore because that's what quote-unquote equality is they tried to do the all you know and i I find it ironic that people here will do like the oh no but all lives matter and it's like well if you want an example of trying to erase um the race problem without actually talking about it and come to terms with it then this is another good example look at cuba this is what happened for decades on end they didn't talk about race they didn't talk about cultures they didn't talk about the inequities within um the government in place because you could have and then you know thinking about the representation yeah you can have of course you're gonna have a bunch of black people a bunch of women in your in your cabinet because that's the that's what that's what was left that's who was left from the the migration the exodus from the island so you have no choice um you know and then thinking about the nuances and thinking about the languages and thinking about social norms and like where things are rooted from like i started going into um because i do like you know the a lot of the values in socialism i like a more i do hope hope that we move towards a collective uh, more collectivist uh, mentality as opposed to this individualistic uh, mentality that capitalism you know has and mm-hmm. that's another value and the white supremacist patriarchy is looking at the individual right. as opposed to looking at the collective another reason why um right. You know, if you're a quote unquote minority in this country, you're gonna look at you're gonna be looked at some type of way because the black family cookout is not quote unquote normal because that collectivism, right. <laughs> that collective community is not normal to the white supremacist way. Right. But um, mm-hmm. Marx prioritized Western civilizations over uh you know black and indigenous populations so that i find that mm-hmm. i'm coming to terms with that as somebody who you know read parts of the communist manifesto and and i right. initially i was like oh shit this makes sense but then it's like mm-hmm. oh shit but he didn't mean you so here we go again and i think that's another mm-hmm. thing that you know when i think of black feminism and why i embrace it so it's not and this is another this is a critique that africana you know dr hudson weaves had on uh, uh, black feminism is that it focused too much on the individual and i was like that's not actually right. i don't know where you read that if you read that at all right. like you wouldn't even see that in any type of text but this is another right. reason why like doing the digging and looking in between mm-hmm. the nuances right and it's shit like values that have been in place for hundreds of years right. like it's yeah. n- there's nothing wrong with dissecting them and calling that mm-hmm. and, and, you know and then they're getting into that right and wrong like there are parts right. to these values that maybe yeah you can take out but right there are a lot of them that need to be like 
dealt with immediately before we work our way into a global extinction you know it's, uh, it's, sure. but then it's also like how are we made complicit um because you know mm-hmm. finding out that the u.s has an average uh grade level of achieved grade level of the eighth grade where we operate right. at the eighth grade um collectively as a nation it's right. just like yeah well what the hell does that mean um and then you know looking at the implications of why public schools and what public schools teach our youth today and mm-hmm. what they're not trying to teach our youth today um you know so it's just like thinking about all of these systems and all of the ways like history has taught us and not taught us because you know the victor of wars is usually the one that writes the history books it's just it's crazy it's crazy and then the way that you know i think of things on an international level and seeing black feminists on a global Mm -hmm. scale has been just freaking amazing they're everywhere and i love Mm it um but yeah thinking internationally how do we bridge these communications because if somebody who's cuban who had you know my family lived there up to the shit most of them left in the 80s you know mm-hmm. how do we have these communication uh, like these this communication in between like within the yeah. race right because there's another book um that i started reading yes guys we, we, we to the little listeners out there you, you have a bunch of bookworms talking right now so <laughs> we're trying to expand your horizons i'm not gonna ask you to bear with us we're asking, this is for you this is for you um, so <laughs> Afroism um, by mm-hmm. Afco and uh, Soko, and they were talking about not necessarily, you know, it's exhausting to do to constantly having to, you know, and y'all know this, it's constantly having this shit being on edge having to correct somebody or being the token that everybody goes to. It's like, well, how do I respond to this? Or no, you're wrong. Oh, this and it's like right. um, I'm one fucking person. I'm st- I'm st- figuring the shit out myself day by day. Mm-hmm. Um, because things change, cultures change throughout time. Mm-hmm. Like wh- 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 what the hell? But then that there was a point in the book so far that we also need to have these conversations within our cultures because you have mm-hmm. a lot of black folk and you have a lot of Latinos that think we're monoliths like they actually think that Mm -hmm. we're monoliths and that black means this and that latino means this and people are perfectly Mm -hmm. content with a certain shade of latino being represented in the media um with Mm -hmm. rita moreno you know defending lin-manuel over in the heights and it's like Mm -hmm. um have you seen fucking dominicans have you have you (laughs) seen have you been to washington heights number one question on that have you been to washington heights because this is giving me no this is giving me no um and so it's like no leave him alone this that and the third it's like um rita rita do you think if you didn't look the way that you did you would have got you you would have gotten casted in the west side story way back when no no your career was built (laughs) off of the fact that you white as hell so stop that stop it it's it's so much it's so much but not like it's mm-hmm. shit that we already know as people because i could talk to somebody down the street that has experienced racism as somebody exactly. who's indigenous in nicaragua in miami because the racism mm-hmm. is extremely real but we don't talk about it 
We don't talk about it in community. Mm -hmm. How do we do that? Mm. Is the is the part that I get stuck on? It's like we know the problem exists. There's a small minority who's usually in the quote unquote dominant culture that refuses to acknowledge this shit. Then you have folks that are mm -hmm. you know you can you can and and I you know hate labels. Don't want them. Another tool of the colonizers. But unfortunately, you can group and make some generalizations over the ones that, are, you know, and I think it was mentioned earlier, over the, right. those that have assimilated, those that are invested in the elusive American dream that was not created but anybody, for anyone but the white nuclear family. Mm -hmm. Those that have been fighting this since day one, but they've been gaslit and called crazy and called radicals. Right. Um, the reason why we don't learn about W.E.B. Du Bois, we, we learn about Booker mm. T, we don't learn about mm. Malcolm X as much, we learn about uh, MLK, we don't learn right. about these people, right? So, mm -hmm. how do you bring that, you know, and I think too many people have forgotten about Steve Biko. Too many people have, have forgotten about Steve Biko. Absolutely. If you don't know who Steve Biko is. We didn't learn about him. I had, <laughs> like, one, I, I swear to you, I, I the universe lined up some of these amazing, magical teachers. Uh, just a quick mm -hmm. shout out to Miss Van Wyke. Like, whole white woman teaching us about Steve Biko in my English class, 10th grade. And I'm just like, well, damn. Whole activist, South African. Mm -hmm. If you read his liter his works on black consciousness, like hella relevant mm -hmm. across the globe, beaten in police custody. Um, does that sound familiar, guys? <laughs> that was in the 70s. Um, anybody and if you need a movie <laughs> version, because you know how we are as a people, mm. there's a movie with Denzel Washington. Yep. Better tell you all about it, okay? If you need the movie version. And if you want to, as something supplemental to that, The Color of Friendship was probably one of the most radical mm. things ever pumped out by Disney mm -hmm. Channel. And they did that. They sure as hell did that. Um, and I was surprised. I was super surprised. This is, I think, before <laughs> they became a conglomerate. Um, but yeah, The Color of Friendship. Definitely watch that. That's um, It took place in that time. They speak about this death. You have a white South African girl staying at a black uh, family's um, home black politicians home in dc someone right. who's a civil rights leader it's like yeah it's gonna get a little radical it's gonna get a little intense um mm -hmm. and talking about her transformation um as a person and even like the glimpse of her going back home and still having to hide it because she knows how dangerous it is you know those are the nuances that we don't see today i don't think so yeah how do y'all and you know in these journeys I know I've alienated people. I've alienated them left and right. And I honestly don't care because this is, you know, if we, if we want to speak our truths, you know, a la Bell Hooks, speaking our truths, we, mm. we lie a lot. We lie a lot to please ourselves, quote, like supposedly. And we lie a lot to, to think that we're pleasing others, motivated by the desires of being wanted, right? How do we sit in community to move forward because again if we don't we're fucked yeah andrea i i'm i'm about I've, i mean everything y'all have been saying I've, I'm, I'm sitting here and definitely thinking about it um you know to take up space in in the most meaningful and thoughtful way um in terms of in terms of coming in community and trying to make that happen um for ourselves whether it be a human race or be it the Latin um, in the Latin community, 
Um, you know, I think, I really think about how at the root of where we are at is coming into, not, not coming into, um, but just really getting to this place of understanding that settler colonialism and that, and, and essentially like that ideology in itself is deeply, um, deeply rooted in everything that we do, which is inextricably linked, right, to heteropatriarchy, whiteness, which as we know is an ideology, it's a frame of, of, of it's a framework, right, in, and, and, it, and it's manipulated the way our brain uh, functions um, and how we move in the world, right, settler colonialism. So in terms of being able to be in community, practicing community and, and, and really do, and really practice community as a verb, actionably, transformatively how how can we do that um i did just really briefly because uh, i also uh i don't want to perpetuate a narrative as if um because the the topic of cuba was um was brought up i don't want to um ignore ignore the lived experiences um you know because i i, I for one have family there my sisters have family there um and i i also don't want to ignore the fact that um Cuban people on the island, uh, you know, are still dealing with so much subjugation, so much oppression um, because of um, uh, politics and because of the government. So I don't want to, I don't, I don't want to ignore that because, um, because, because then I would only be doing what we do here in the states right in 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 this nation state and what the cuban government has done in the past ignore ignore and not discuss the and 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 not get critical i would say Right. right and um so 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 i remain critical uh given given the context of of who i am as a person uh having a cuban father and i also want to just make very make um make clear too in terms of cuba right now i mean people get you know cuban um people are immigrating to mexico at the highest rates right now literally in this month of april 2022 um and we know people do not make that choice to leave their homeland you know Mm -hmm. to leave um for any reason um so I want to also just give space for that um, because of the fact that historically, just this own nation state that we are living on is built on settler colonialism. It is built on invasion. Yeah. It is built on violence done onto people who um, yeah. were not white, who did not speak a certain language. And essentially, right. everyone who did not fit that framework, which we're being very open about here, black, brown, indigenous, right. they had to, as you mentioned, be, be so beautifully, um, you know, they had to assimilate, they had to mold themselves to be something because mm-hmm. if they weren't that, then, um, then essentially, you know, they didn't fit and then they were race mm-hmm. they were subjugated mm-hmm. they were physically harmed family like I, I mean i mean if we were to get to if we were to start speaking on lived experiences like realities that people have lived right um right. you know if we do touched upon just very 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 briefly right like and we know this in terms of enslavement and how black mothers right enslaved would mm-hmm. literally try to gain freedom for their child separate themselves from their child so they did not have to Mm. live in that constant laborious painful violent subjugated um world that they were forced into Mm. right Mm -hmm. so 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 again if we allow if we allow suffering to speak 
right as Cornell West said, yeah. we, we we will get to that truth and then in terms of just ethnically diverse individuals which should be so anyone of any race yeah black is Latin right. brown is Latin like indigenous right. Latin, there's Asian Latinx people right? yeah right um how do we have those conversations um, in terms of trying to build a community? Definitely have, like gaining a shared language, doing right. it from a framework, from a framework too, that does not, um, again, that's not rooted in like some sort of construction by, mm -hmm. by dominance, by dominant individuals, Let's by go. dominant races, which mm -hmm. we know is, which we, we, we know. I mean, if not, we wouldn't right. be having this conversation. This is all real, right? right? right. Like people mm -hmm. live this every single day constantly in mm -hmm. this current like 2022, which quote unquote, we're supposed to be so advanced <laughs> as a human race. Right. Exactly. But, then, but people so they have flying cars. Right, and people invade each other all the time, emotionally, yeah. mm -hmm. physically, mentally. Yep. Um, I mean, healing mm -hmm. justice is a real thing. If we want to talk about how can we do it, well, why don't right. we try to heal, right? Why don't we try Absolutely. to heal first, understand what that healing looks like, and it's not about going to a medical doctor, it's about healing the mind. Right. Because yeah. everything that yeah. you think that you know, is there a possibility that it can actually be something else if you sit down listen to the lived experience mm -hmm. and the people that you generalize and you feel you know about which is inherently rooted right. in bias in invasion in violence how can we do that right. for me for me it's getting more and more to this place of resting healing because if we're not healing we can we are going to continue to be fragile yep. we talk about white, white fragility white fragility mm -hmm. you remain fragile right and, and, yeah. and, and as you both mentioned, because I feel like that's your space, right? Non-black mm -hmm. people, um, white individuals, right? Like, you all have that space. You need to speak on it. Like, you bring that up, and mm -hmm. that's why, like, I'm here listening to that because everyone needs to know where they stand, right? Of course, you can have mm -hmm. opinions if you're in a safe and brave environment. Absolutely. But to make it better. But regardless, right? right? Like, like. We need to get to this place where, like, if we are going to, we, we obviously need to practice in community. How do we do that? Um, I think we start at healing. If we heal, mm -hmm. like, we can really get out of this being so fragile about, like, oh, do I talk about that? Oh, do I not talk about that? Oh, my God, they're attacking mm -hmm. me because they told me I was wrong. No, babe, you're right. not that you're wrong. It's that can you think in a different way? Mm -hmm. And what would that look like mm -hmm. for your life? And, 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 um, and how much healing can come from just saying, you know what? let me just try and why is it that i'm so resistant to it right mm -hmm. yep. Yep. Yes. how can we heal how can we do that mm -hmm. together right Whew. yeah i definitely am a big huge proponent of collective healing right i know that what has and outside of this individualistic way of thinking right nothing that I do for myself like I am not free until we are all free like that is a reality of what we're going through there's a reality of our experience just because I got it together it's because I am okay that does not change the live reality for everybody else and there's so much to what you guys have been naming that I want to kind of comment on specifically like starting with the criticality criti I'm gonna just say being critical. It ain't trying to come up right now, right? Beautiful. <laughs> but yes, being critical, 
being critical of not only um, you know our, our government systems but also ourselves right and being critical mm. as a way of healing as mm. a way of doing the work and being and being honest with ourselves and others right because absolutely everything I named about um, Cuba might be true and also everything you named about Cuba might be true right so it's, it's also that both and that getting out of that uh, binary and getting out of that only it can only be one way right. it's absolutely possible that they are they are moving forward in ways that we are not moving forward and they are also stuck in the same shit that we are stuck in exactly. right and we also have to think about the reality that Cuba is a very very small ass place and the U.S. is a very big ass place that has a foot on Cuba's neck right a lot of the oppression and the problem yeah a lot of the oppression and the problems that they're going through would not happen at all if we just leave them the fuck alone (laughs) you know what I'm saying we just minded our own goddamn business on the U.S. side they wouldn't even have to deal with a lot of the things that they're dealing with all of the interference from anybody else that is trying to help them and assist them we're not, and I say we because we live in the U.S. You know we don't fuck with these motherfuckers, but we live here, so we are a part of the the U.S. getting in the way of the Cuban people being able to succeed, right? right. So that's like, but colonialism. It's, it's where exactly, we exactly. Invasion. And I mean, I was just talking. Yes, I was just talking with my sister about how when you said something about Cubans moving to Mexico, right? The folks yeah. in Mexico are struggling because there us, you go. U.S. folks are going down to Mexico and buying property for $700, which is $7,000 to them. It's not the same $700, fam. The people that live there and that's been growing that land and building that property can't even afford rent because we have that settlement colonialism like that mindset like you were saying to just move in and take over their shit you know what i'm saying so we have to be critical of ourselves as well i was thinking like i want to go to costa rica i'm fucking tired of america i'm gonna go to costa rica i'm gonna open up a school i'm gonna do all these things and i had to sit back and check myself like that's not your land who wanna what you got to teach why you think somebody cared that you that you got something to say you know what i'm saying to them and and their children what 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 why do what you got to say why is that important um, why is that important to those kids you know what I'm saying that's not what your live reality might not be the same or influence them in that same way right so we have to check ourselves and I think the last thing that I want to say around this is really on this community and collective healing piece right we have to have these conversations we have to do this we have to be honest with each other and we have to not get angry when somebody says something that we might not absolutely 100% agree with, right? Mm. And, 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 and when it triggers us, we have to name that, ooh, what you said kind of mm. moved me because as, my, as, my, as a person who has family in Cuba, you know what I'm saying? I don't see it in that same way. We there have to go. be able to do that and be, and be brave enough to face that shit, right? Because of the reality is, oh, and that's on the other side, we also have to be willing to be like, I actually can't go there with you right now. Right. right? I actually can't have this conversation right now because a lot of the time we're trying to tell these, we're trying to tell our people, our community, black people, Latinx, um, you know what I'm saying? We're trying to tell the, our people how we're feeling and their pain, their hurt, their trauma is all they can hear with mm, that yes. is the only thing that they can hear with it's all everything mm. you say is going through that filter 
So if you are on, if you can't see that, and if and they're not ready to admit that, there is no way that this conversation is ever going to get to a place of change, a place of growth, a place a place of real healing because they're too hurt. Have you acknowledged that you're hurt? Have you admitted that this shit affects you directly? Hmm. It's not just racism in America and black people are getting hurt and Latinx people are getting hurt. No, it's me. I am hurt directly by this shit. I am hurt directly by patriarchy. And when your brother is like, no, I'm a man and I got to be a man and I got to provide, you got to be like, actually, that shit hurts me. <laughs> okay? I want you to actually have some feelings. I want you to know love. I want you to be able to cry when you want to cry. Mm -hmm. And if you have a problem crying, that's kind of a problem. Because you're human, <laughs> okay? We're all human. And until we can recognize that and until people can recognize, we have to realize it's internalized as well. We kind of hate ourselves as well, okay? <laughs> We're taught to do that. We're taught to go through that. And until we can be honest with ourselves about that, that collective healing that we need, it can't happen. It cannot happen. And in, until we can hold our family in that and just and, and kind of be okay, with that right be okay with they not ready yet they can't hear this yet they're not there yet you know what i'm saying and we have to still move through and be that model and be that i hate model Ooh, that's such a hard thing i'm like oh you know what i'm saying i don't like don't put all that shit on my back Absolutely. i'm not trying to be the one that's good that got to do I, i'm human too goddamn i yeah. make mistakes but i think that thing that we need to model right that we're all human we all make mistakes and we all experience things differently and we understand things through our experiences right, right? as somebody who has been sexually assaulted when you say something jokey jokey the shit not funny to me because i've been sexually assaulted yeah. i'm looking at it from that experience you know what I'm saying? I'm not. It's not a joke to me because I've been there, right? So you have to understand that for me, it's like the same thing. And I, I really don't want to talk about this. I'm just going to use it as a touch point, right? Mm -hmm. It's like with that with that smack with um with uh Will and Chris, oh, that, yeah. right? Yeah. I, it's, it's experience. You you have to, and everybody's going to have a different interpretation of it because we've all had different experiences, right? Yeah. We've all experienced different things, so it it relates to us in different ways. We and then that's that's my whole thing about the wrong and the right and the being able to actually listen to each other and just understand that there is no wrong or right. There is experience. There is what you experience and what I experience. And I think that's really the way that we can kind of move these conversations forward and do that collective healing that we need. We have to first see each other and listen to each other and believe each other. <laughs> we have to believe when I say this hurts me, right? And not, no, you're too sensitive. No, that's not how it is. That's not right. Right. We that have was to my be able thing. to listen and see and, and believe for sure. Right, because then you're going to have the asshole that's like, well, if there's no right or wrong, then um, I guess... No it's like, no, listen, listen, right. stop, stop, stop being right. that, stop being that person. <laughs> you're being an asshole. Stop right. being a douchebag. Mm -hmm. um, and I use that across sexuality, across genders, the gender spectrum, because I've heard it from everybody. It ain't even that. Mm -hmm. It's, use the example have you ever done right. something that you've thought that is wrong do you think of yourself as a bad person no well you right. see that in itself <laughs> is a testament of the uh, that you can see the grays doy mm -hmm. that's all it is just push pushing the gray matter a little bit more because you are capable of mm -hmm. doing so is just stepping away and the irony is 
Like, you have a hell of a lot of people, especially conservatives, like, oh my gosh, y'all are sheep. It's like, actually, right. on, on, on the contrary, um, if you actually <laughs> listen to what people are trying to say um quote-unquote mm-hmm. liberals uh, on this side of the you know the, the the proverbial bipartisan uh whatever the hell we have to abide by to to be seen these mm-hmm. days in the political spectrum uh not that the spectrum is because it's not a spectrum but it is a spectrum right they try to tell <laughs> us that it's not a spectrum um we're, we're saying to divest from the people that you worship is what we're saying mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like it, mm-hmm. no opposite opposite um and it, it's very telling as to that whole listening to react as opposed to listening to understand right it's mm-hmm. you know yeah. and not giving in to the trolls because unfortunately the trolls this is what they know this is how they they this is unfortunately how people feel their two minutes of power in the lives and that power is rooted in dominant in the need for dominance and that need for dominance is rooted into co- in colonialism being bada boom 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 do you see how it right. all connects it's connected mm-hmm. it's very very much connected and these are the dots that need to we need to be making we need to make these connections in our heads because mm-hmm. it didn't just pop out we didn't just become this nation you know our parents didn't right. just flee countries just because uh to your point b it's so mm-hmm. much and it's so interlinked and this is all up and down the western hemisphere and then looking at africa man everything is connected it sure is it sure is mm-hmm. if you're looking at reparations the entire european mm-hmm. continent we gotta pay all right Right. places that we thought there were these utopias (laughs) that didn't have any type of you know there were you know and i'm like yo i see sweden Mm -hmm. on this map as a colonizer and i'm like everybody needs to pay Mm -hmm. is what we're saying Mm -hmm. and i don't know if y'all um watch atlanta but the last episode they actually talk about what a scenario on what happens if reparations actually became a thing (laughs) <laughs> they did a lot they've been doing a lot these, these these couple episodes and it's just like y'all y'all really just trying to y'all are really just pulling at the at the strings of fucking with people's minds i love it i'm here for yes. it because this is what yes. we need to we need to start thinking critically right this is what it would look like yeah. radically imagining while you're talking about this we're saying this needs to happen this 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 needs to happen but what would it look like if it did happen yeah. can we talk about right the like you know you unfortunately having to use the model this is what it would look like we we need to stop right. talking about because people have been saying this needs to happen for centuries at this point but we haven't talked about well this is what a world could potentially look like if shit actually happened and um i hate to admit this but i actually watched encanto and i fucking hate the fact that i did like it God damn it, mm. Disney and that damn. You said you didn't like it. I did. She I did. did. I did. I oh, did. okay. I hated myself <laughs> for liking it, and I'm probably gonna rewatch no. it. No, I know, I know, I know. Listen, I sit there and I sit and I and I see. I, I saw the black faces, but they're still in the periphery, and I'm like, it's 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 Colombia, bro. It's Colombia. It's the, the, mm-hmm. you know what? That's a, the nuances, nuances, because it could be this and it could right. be that. To your point, Disney could be the devil, and the movie could be magical, and it was. 
and that right. message on generational trauma and how it can literally yeah. destroy your family and the foundation yeah. of where you're coming from i was like i was super impressed i was hell impressed yeah and you can use that in every context but it's like so right. don't just sit there and like oh my gosh yes and just like you know it was a great movie and this, no no but let, all right let's talk about it let's talk about how it was a great movie right. because Unpack that shit. exactly because it's like so are y'all addressing the generational trauma that's going on in your house no but you said you loved encanto the you loved the issues message. in every single family member okay the anxiety the pressure <laughs> luis is my, my my like my spirit uh, animate Im- animation i'm like yo carrying the entire fucking town on your back beautiful Luis. <laughs> like i felt that being okay. a big beautiful body and still having you mm. like i i felt that yes. shit so yes but are we actually gonna are we actually gonna do it because i'm for it because if you deal with that generational trauma e- imagine Right. What an encanto this place would be, right? Exactly. Mm. Yeah. Yes. You know? So, like, yes. how do, how do you really bring that shit into your world? Because don't just think of it right. as a piece of art. Take the message and run with it, so that we can take uh, corporations like Disney down. But um, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's I, 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 yeah, I, yeah. <laughs> no, I, I, I hear and and I mean everything that you're saying and just like the beautiful through line um for me and mm-hmm. like we can live in this you know, um, Encanto space, like here, right? Mm-hmm. Like in the context of this nation state. Um, I thought that was so beautiful the way that you just like kind of wrap that up for us because it, it, it does right. like visually give us, um, give us a space to hopefully like tap into this imagination, right? Cognitively mm-hmm. so that, so, so that we can move away from that cognitive dissonance as Bell Hooks so beautifully puts it like, oh, well, you know, that person just kind of doesn't live in this reality in terms of being mm-hmm. okay with listening to lived experience of the uh, lived experiences right. of the most marginalized, um, people, um, but but yeah like at, at least in terms of like how can we do it when will we do it um um well you know i also think about how like we just haven't been allowed to do it mm-hmm. right we're not allowed to be imaginative because if we do it's like oh you're doing too much you're talking mm-hmm. too much Shh, that's too hard yep. like let's not do what's hard because critical is a bad word oh. it's like okay so do you like challenge better oh no you still don't like challenge oh but you like challenges in like the arena of sports but in terms of of having conversations with other people like can we challenge each other cognitively and in thought so we can really get into that thought work so we can then produce um emergent strategies right as adrian brown puts it like can we emerge and like really not use these binary strategies that say right wrong yes no right to your point that you mentioned earlier can we get out of those can we emerge can we be imaginative i for one do believe that that can happen right because rooted in values be considering someone um myself as someone who is values driven right if 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 i say that i gotta walk it i gotta talk it because my people are gonna hold me accountable right like because in these spaces then if it's not happening out if it's not happening outside um my people will hold me accountable okay so i also I also think that it's important because we also live in this nation state that says individualism, 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 do it by yourself. You can do it. You can do it. Push yourself hard. Um, uh, Not for all people, of course, because, you know, those that are racialized, black, brown, indigenous, you have to be extraordinary to make it to the level that a white person can make it to they don't have to be extraordinary it would just be literally like and and again if you tell me no show me show me no 
This is not saying that you have not had abuse. You've not had to live through pain. No one is erasing your trauma, babe. No one is trying to do that because trauma needs to be at the center so we can get out, not get out of it, learn how to live through it, understand your triggers, so then that you're not perpetuating that harm to another person. Because our traumas, our, our trauma, see, I, I, I merge trauma and triggers together. Our traumas trigger us, and that's why we have to fool and show our ass. Exactly. That's how we show our ass in person. People can say yep. something, and then later on, if you if you do take a moment to think about it, to be imaginative, to be emergent, you're like, holy shit, they said that, and it was about that one time that this happened to me in the past, right? You know? If we take the opportunity to do it, but if we remain in this state of fragility, I go back to that because I I guess for me doing a little bit more research into it and saying, you know what, like fragility doesn't mean that you're weak. It just means that like everything like touches you in a way that, um, that doesn't, everything has to touch you in this way to where it like triggers something. And Mm. then all you can think is that everyone else is wrong. Mm. And it's like, baby, listen, like really think about that. Like, is everyone else wrong? Like, is there something that maybe we could be doing better within ourselves? And can we critically assess that? Can we self interrogate? Right. And interrogate isn't a bad word either. Right. Yes. So if it comes down to the basic form foundationally of words, our language, my goodness, it's rooted in this in, 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 in an invasive colonialist like format. Can we change them? Right? Because I think being critical is beautiful. I'm critical of my people because I want them to be the best. Not for me, Man. for how they present themselves in this world. Because privilege will make you show your ass every five seconds. Absolutely. Privilege racially, like in whatever context uh-huh. you want to put it so from a class uh-huh. standpoint, privilege will make you show your ass. And then you're going to jump into fragility because someone's like, wait, hold up. I'm pushing back for a second. What do you mean by that? What did you mean by that? Let's talk about it. I still love you, though. Guess what? I'm doing this because Uh of the love that I'm so deeply rooted in. And that soul Uh that comes with it at the same time. Who taught us soul? For me, I bring it back to like our beautiful black women, black people. Right? That soul that like people have within like, like. When are you going to let that come out? Because I feel like as human beings, we all have the potential to, 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 to live and move and love and soul and, 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 and really just be about that. Can we listen to each other? Can we live in this encanto, Andrea? Bringing it back to the way that you can so graciously put that. Like, 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 let's live in that. Because I believe we can. It's okay if we disagree. I still love you, though. That I love part. you so much. Right. I love you so much. Yeah. And I'm going to push because I know you can do more than this. I know it doesn't have to be that binary. I know that bias doesn't have to dictate your life. I know racism right. doesn't have to dictate your life. As much as you say you have so many black friends, you are still oh. anti-black. Let's talk about that. Let's talk about that. It's okay. Let's talk yeah. about it. Set yourself free. Mm-hmm. How can we be free if we're not even talking about how we can be free? Mm-hmm. I question that. I know yeah. I went there, Andrea. Yeah, we, <laughs> thank you for giving me this space, by the way, because again, I'm I, I, I'm reckoning. I go within. I'm self interrogate after this, as I do it daily. But can we be free? Let can yeah. we show each other how to be free? Because I love you. I love you. Can we be free and right. change our values? Can we be free? Yeah. That yes. And I and I, I think it's something so powerful in what you said around the fragility that infects all of us. I just finished the book, um, My Body Keeps the Score or The Body Keeps the Score. 
um, and I can't remember exactly who who wrote it. Um, but just look up the book. The body keeps the score. I promise you, gonna find it with the little blue cover. And <laughs> what they talk about, right? What they talk about in there is the reality that it's our brain that are trying to keep us safe that are causing these triggers. It's not like you know what I'm saying. We're trying to, or like we're fragile because something's wrong with us, right? Or something's mm. messed up. It's no, it's your brain. It's like, we want, we want to live. We want to survive. We do want to be free. And this thing is happening. And that's not letting me be my complete self. This thing 100%. is stopping me from being my self, right? And then that's, your brain is like, oh, but wait, something is getting in the way. Something is stopping me. Something, and it's basically telling you that this thing is not safe or letting you know that you do not feel safe in this environment, right? And that was so powerful for me to read and to hear because a lot of the time I think like, it's, it, there has to be something wrong with me, right? There has to be something wrong that I am so easily affected by just this word, by just a white person staring at me, by just a white person closing the elevator door, so, you know, as I'm walking there or crossing the street. Why does this little thing affect me, right? And it's my brain. My brain is like, this ain't safe. Something is wrong. Protect yourself. You know, you got to do something to, you know, it's not, there's not anything wrong with you. And I think about, um, something else you said, um, Drea, around being, um, uh, it was around being your privilege, right? Making you show your mm. ass. The reality mm. is that, yes, the reality is that our privilege is what we have. It's that only power that we have. Yo. Whether it's in being mm. educated, whether it's in being, you know what I'm saying, a parent. Let's go. Okay? Let's go. <laughs> okay? But that power that you have, you're going to use it to abuse because that is the only power that you have, especially when you think about men, especially black men, and the way, I'm sorry, y'all, somebody, ambulance is riding by. No, um, that, that, that's the siren going off with the line of the right, color of the, the siren. Yes, yes, yes. Let's go, let's go, let's go, let's go, yes. But no, it's the reality, right? Our, our black men are very, very, very hard towards black women because they have that male privilege, right? Mm. Parents are very, very hard towards their children because they have that yeah. Ages privilege, right? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Your boss is an asshole because they have that economic privilege over you. Well. We're gonna use whatever area of privilege that we have to to strut our power, to flaunt our our power because we don't get it in every other aspect of our lives, right? It it, it really does not matter, and 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 it's just it's the reality is our brains are trying to keep us safe. Right. This is what is going 100%. to make me feel safe in this moment. This is what is going to make me be able to move comfortably through this space. Right. I have to. And then we're, we live in a society that says that power is the only way you can be happy. Domination. If you don't have no power, you ain't shit. Colonizers. <laughs> Exactly. So, so that, so if, even when you're trying not to do that thing, even when you're trying, like you said, to do the inner work, to address the problems that you have within yourself, to be critical of yourself, the messaging that you're going to get as soon as you walk out your door, as soon as you open your eyes and your meditation is power is better. Fuck all that. Power is better, right? Every single message that you get, you have to do 
10 times the work in order to train your brain. You have to unlearn, okay? <laughs> you have to unlearn what we've been taught on a regular basis. Yeah. Heal first on that in-between. Heal from being lied to and being disrespected and having to live in this misery for so long. And then you have to relearn what actually does make me feel safe. Mm. As as a uh, right as a older sibling, it does not make me feel safe to oh, put down God. my younger siblings. Yo, you know man. what I'm saying? It does not make me feel good to do that. It might make me feel good in this moment, right? Because I can throw this power, but that doesn't mean that I actually am powerful. Mm. First of all, and it doesn't mean that I actually feel good after doing it, right? Mm. And whether it's parent, whether it's uh, boss, you know what I'm saying? It really, it don't matter what position you play. If you feel like you have a position higher than somebody else, you have the potential to abuse. Yep. <laughs> okay? You have the potential to harm. You have the potential to hurt. Me and my dog, I pray for that dog. And it's my dog. Because I know, as the human in the situation, <laughs> I make the rules. <laughs> I don't care if you want to be in my lap. I don't care if you want to go outside, right? Yeah. I make the rules in this this power dynamic, and because of that, you can't come sit on my lap, right? No, motherfucker. <laughs> okay, and and I pray for my dog because I realized that that shit fuck with you. Yeah, mm. I felt bad when my mama just said no to my hugs. <laughs> okay, yeah. when I yeah. wanted to sit on my mama lap, I felt some type of way. Yeah. So I'm sure, even though it's a little dog, he uh, she also feels some type of way about me saying no to they her do. showing do. me affection and showing me love okay they feel that shit so so if you can and then people talking about uh, michael big had to go to jail for all that time killing them dogs if you can sympathize with a dog <laughs> okay you need to be able to realize that humans have these feelings and that anything you do can harm another person another right being, yeah. so i think that, that that's 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 all i got to say on that <laughs> 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 got the fanfare from the ambulance hoping that person is okay damn no nah, mm. that's that yeah same prayers for your dog because you know she living she's she, she living that life over there Ooh, i'm just kidding but yes 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 all that all of it all of it. and the book is the body keeps the score brain mind and body in the healing of trauma by bessel van der kolk Yes. yes, thank you, boo. Thank you. Yeah, thank listen, this, this isn't my wish list right now. What you mean? Because <laughs> is all of that, all of that. Um, yeah, I mean, I got, I got nothing less. That y'all, y'all, those last two, y'all just went, went on a sermon those those last couple <laughs> minutes, and I'm just like, yes, all of that. If, if there was no better way of summarizing, just how because you we can move forward mm. it is possible to move forward but the only time that not even not even bullshit because we're, we're moving past that individualistic um mindset because mm. you do have to do that internal work amen but yeah. you do it in community because i sure as hell wouldn't have been able to do this journey without without y'all especially mm. you know what i mean yeah. it's we do it in community but you also have to be that brave enough gentle enough to do that work mm -hmm. internally forgiving enough yeah forgive yourself yeah. and it sounds cliche yeah. it sounds like we're coming from cultures that are like nah you're sounding like a bitch right now no this, this is not this that and the third and it's like no 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 
No, it's none of that. Uh, yeah, it's right. exactly. It's none of that. It has nothing to do with your quote unquote manhood. It doesn't have to do with, right. with who you are as a person, how strong you are. Because mm-hmm. that gentility is what's gonna save your life. That yeah. you know, people talk always talk about oh bl- good black don't crack. Well, black people mm. sure as hell dying fifty six years old and we know that that's not even over right. these days. Like what? Right. You know what I mean? Only nine years old, Bell Hooks. That is not. Yeah. Audrey Lair was in her fifties. No Octavia Butler was in her fifties. Like, and she. Okay, you know what I mean? Hurston, August Wilson, all of them. Come on now. If we want to talk about it, like, <laughs> cancer is stress. <laughs> so it. you know what I mean? So it's like, yo. We we need to we need to move past it. We need to do better. And it's not even like mm-hmm. adding extra pressure. It's like yo, really taking a step back, looking within yourself, and doing that work. Cause yeah, privilege is gonna show who like yeah, it's gonna show your ass for sure. And that privilege right. is very hard to let go because it may be the only fucking power you got in this day and age. Cause that's how exactly. capitalism keeps going. It's where you yep. feel safe. Exactly. But safety that means different thing. things for different people. Absolutely. Different people, safety yeah. looks differently for every single person. Let's talk about that. Oof. Let's talk about yeah. that. Oof. Being safe does not equate the same thing to me as it does to sure you. Well it does to you be. Yeah. Because we have all lived different experiences. Absolutely. For anybody mm-hmm. listening to that, man, like safety looks different for everybody. So let's just talk yeah. about it. Right. Let's talk about it because right now, in the context of the world that we are living in, right now, this is not safe. Period. At all. Right. The majority at of all. us are not safe. At all. Right. Not at all. Those that have been invisibilized, that's not a word, but I'm going to say I, it like that. Shit, you're pretty shit. Minoritized, the eyes, that it has not been safe since the beginning of the human race. Period. Why? Because we started on invasion. We started on violence. We started on oppression, subjugation. That is not okay. You can't tell me that that is not relevant now. We're still doing it to each other. We still are. If it wasn't relevant, we wouldn't be doing it to each other. And we would all truly be free. Well. White men ain't free either. They're not free. How are they free? When they feel safe. When they feel safe in assaulting. (laughs) How are you free when you feel safe doing that to other people? Let's talk about yeah. it for real. I'm gonna bring it back to freedom mm-hmm. because again, we gotta be free up here. We gotta be free in the mind. And B, thank you Literally. so much for bringing up that book because the brain is so prevalent in everything that we do. It wants us to survive. So when you feel unsafe, when you feel like your dominance is triggered, when you feel like your privilege is really being questioned, the brain's gonna go, oh, yes. baby, that, do- that doesn't feel good. Boo. Right. That doesn't feel good. Step back. Mm-hmm. Resist it and meet that person with violence because that is what my- your brain has kept you safe in being violent, pushing back yep. on people and not reckoning within. The brain mm-hmm. is so prevalent, B. So thank you for that because that is a gift to understand that when you're feeling weird, it's like, let's listen to that. Let's be mindful of that sensation that my body just gave me as someone said a word that I was like, oh, wait, that's a little bit uncomfortable. But you don't want to say it's uncomfortable because for some reason it makes you look weak. Fragility. Yes. We go back to yes. fragility safety fragility all these things are interconnected right to then get to this beautiful place my goodness can we just have the conversation babe because you're a human being and i want to hear it 
if you still show your ass, hey, it's okay. You get to go home probably on a bed and you're privileged and you get to lay down and do that while everybody, you know, while we got our homeless folks outside doing what they have to do for themselves, trying to survive and being safe outside. We come home to be safe. If your home is outside, where is your safety? Mm. Right, and then that's talking about some, you know, yeah, that's, that's bringing up something, a whole other conversation. Yeah. Mm. But I'm saying, can we really be free, babe? Mm. Let's talk about that because everybody deserves yeah. it, and even the one percent, you are not free. No, because you got to Yeah, you're, you're you're a slave to the domination and the need to dominate those uh, beneath, quote unquote beneath you, because that's what the system yep. has taught you. This is what your ancestors taught you. This is what you you need. Yeah, yeah. And there is a. You're n- not free on that yacht. Nah. You're not free on that yacht. Nah. You're not free at the penthouse. Nah. You're not free in the penthouse. Right. In the country I club. Don't you still got to show up and be in society and do what? Yeah, act. You have to act, and you put out the. You got to put that face on. You gotta put that happy little face free? on. Are you free? Yes. Yes. Are Y'all bringing free? up another, uh, some more books <laughs> in my mind because I'm thinking about, Listen. I'm thinking about that, the idea that freedom means something different to us as well, to, to different people as well, right? Amen. Like safety is not the same for everybody, and freedom is not the same for everybody. I'm thinking about you, all about love, bell hooks, yep. and I'm thinking about um, Communion, I'm thinking about the will to change on oh. patriarchy, um, and that book around Sister the reality Outsider. that yep. none, of, yeah, we're all, yeah, we're all, we're all fucked up. And one thing about strength, right? It takes strength to be honest and to mm. really talk about what you're feeling and get that fear to be like i am scared is a strong ass thing to do that is a mm. big place of strength in a world where you have to dominate you have to be controlling you have to be to be like i have no control over this situation to be able to admit those things and to step into that honesty and that truth and that authenticity it takes strength it's easy the easy way out is to assimilate the easy way out is to ignore your true feelings and ignore your heart and ignore, you know what I'm saying, what really is going on inside of you. That's the easy, that's the weak thing to do. The strong thing to do is to fight back and to push back. To say, no, I actually do have feelings. No, I actually don't like the way you're talking to me. No, I actually don't think what's in this textbook is true and completely representative of what actually happened, right? And to push back against those things, that is real strength. And, and to be able to, right, not lie. To be honest, that is strength. Even if you are saying in this moment, I feel weak, that is a strong-ass statement, okay? <laughs> to, to say that Trying I do not is. feel safe in my body. I do not feel safe in this environment. Those are strong-ass things. You're thinking about thinking about uh, people who are... Um, who are gender non-conforming or transgender or thinking about even differently abled people who have the ability to stand up and say, just because something is different about me does not make me, you know, less than, does not make me other, does not make me, you know, a bad or weak being, right? That is strength. That takes strength to stand up in front of the dominant, so so called dominant, because you know people be lying and hiding who they really is. But to stand up in front of the so called dominant culture and say, "I don't, I ain't like that. <laughs> that ain't me." That takes strength. So we also have to that language key that we said in the beginning is was so important, and even around those labels, right? That's so important because we have to be able to use that shit the way that make that that we need, right? That it's been given to us, but we have to we have to change it and make it so that it represents us completely. 
right? We can't just take what they give us and say this is what it is, Absolutely. right? We have to take that shit and make it ours. So I definitely feel like that language piece and, and our and our ideas around what these things mean, what safety means, what freedom means, what normal means, like all of that. We have to do that for ourselves, right? When we can change what that means for us and we can redefine it and make it more accurate, I think that's when we'll truly start to see the changes that we want to see, right? Because normal is weird. What's, what's really normal in this world is that all of us are fucking weird. Absolutely. <laughs> okay? Absolutely. We all, are, right, we all got our own quirks and our own little different things, so... Yeah. We've just been told. We've been told from since day one. Hide them. Don't we want? Exactly. We don't want to see them. We don't want to see your quirks because right. your quirks make you weird. The irony is that that makes mm-hmm. you weird. It's like yeah, but then fight. It makes yeah. them uncomfortable. It makes them. Uncomfortable. Exactly. It makes them uncomfortable, and right. that that's that part. And then the thing is though is they were told to hide their quirks because and it makes other people uncomfortable. Exactly. And, but, and then your body remembers exactly. everything. And it's and yeah. And I forgot who said that, but so yeah, you. Our bodies remember the past. Mm. Our yeah, bodies, re- and that's that generational always. trauma. And so it's just continue because yeah. this is what's right, right? No, right. but that, that doesn't make you right. a bad person. It's what you learned. Mm-hmm. So how do you unlearn that? Are do you have? Yeah. Are you feeling safe enough to unlearn it? Because it's a whole life. It's right. how do you you and we appreciate unlearning your reality is scary as fuck. And learning yeah. the that very yeah. foundation of yeah. what you think makes you, you a person exactly yeah. exactly is mortifying. <laughs> Letting yeah. go that's the most traumatic shit. Yet. Shit, what? <laughs> it's just scary. But then what comes out <laughs> after be brave. that? Yeah, what comes yes. after that is exactly. community. People loving mm-hmm. you, you loving you for exactly who mm-hmm. you are. The liberation. Are you brave yes. enough to love yourself? Are you brave enough yes. to love yourself? Ooh. Where's that courage? Me, yes. you said strength, yes. and I heard that, and it immediately went to bravery. Like and thinking of languages and definition, like, bravery, yeah. strength, yes. courageous. Can we do that? Yes. Why can't we do that? Who said we couldn't? Right. Oh, this one. Exactly. <laughs> what the hell they got to do with it? We absolutely exactly. can. We absolutely can. And you know, it's. Whew, I wish that we could go on forever <laughs> and I think we can I think there's like you know four right. parts that we can make to this conversation alone I mean hey, l- listen I'm down to make a part two part three with y'all um, when hey. we're not you know crazy and, and deep right. in in uh, these systems and life in the study. Uh, right. uh, a whole bunch of them learning but you know don't be afraid mm-hmm. to stay, take a step back if you don't know anything about trans issues don't be the one it's like oh people are being in- do you know what it's like being trans no right i went on it's time for you to learn if you don't have a disability don't criticize have a conversation there are plenty of people that do put themselves out there um and do put their their platforms out there for you to learn so don't just go to the nearest person that you're like oh you're disabled tell me about your no 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 no. there are plenty of spaces that have been created for people to learn utilize those sources um if somebody is telling you something that obviously you wouldn't know because you're not in that same position and vice versa the same respect that you would want right and telling you a story i do you know it's it's when you say treat somebody like you would treat yourself 
uh, you know with that respect yeah. that's not don't just say it go through the motions go through the motions right. it's not sensitivity it's just not having to you know having somebody having a system say they don't matter enough for their opinions to count so you can laugh mm. at this right. right there are a lot of mm. things that have been said and people still can be funny without poking jokes at disabilities races genders and whatnot because it's been right. done it's been done um right. there are plenty of people that are still funny as hell and they don't have to resort to those tropes i definitely um those are definitely the smarter uh, comedians in my opinion but um right. yeah just have a conversation don't and listen right. yeah listen to your body why and ask yourself why mm-hmm. am i being triggered all of these mm-hmm. things all of the like people have left us blueprints in all different contexts yeah. on how to move forward we just mm. have to start listening dissecting looking at the blueprints and moving and actually moving forward and yeah. not, you know unlearning this these systems and these values that have been instilled on us all up and again all up and down especially the western hemisphere from our imperialist cousins in the north to our imperialist cousins yeah. in the south we have yeah. everybody across borders and then you know we're gonna have that conversation about abolishing borders but we're not ready for that yet right um <laughs> ju- we're, we, we, we have the tools that we need to do the work it just needs to start with ourselves that's it's and yeah. i'm not you know again appreciate and acknowledge how mortifying it could be to unlearn but then exactly and but then think about that genuine person that you Mm. were because we were those Mm. genuine people until we had to Mm. learn Mm -hmm. these systems Mm -hmm. who was that person who were you before you assimilated to these customs right if you miss that person and even if you miss that person sit back and think back you will miss that person because and maybe you haven't met them yet either. and you maybe you haven't even met them yet right it's a mm-hmm. whole it's a definitely experience and it's definitely worth it but yes 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 i want to thank both of my wonderful guests this has been and ex- mm-hmm. I don't think time has passed by this fast in a very long time. I'm just like, damn, I'm looking at the clock and I'm just like, holy <laughs> shit. Uh, I'm doing long episodes, right. guys. This is a long, long episodes, but it's all worth it. It's all worth it. I'm going to have trouble it picking is. out the... I know. Listen, I'm going to have to pull out like three different promos based off of everything you said. Because it's like, well, but listen, hey. this is not going to pull you in. This is going to pull you. Because then this is going to pull you. And then this one. Listen, it's... it's it was hey. just, Y'all y'all are always uh i always learn every time that we interact with each other i always learn from our time together i always learn when we're in community and in space with each other thank you so much i appreciate both of y'all this is definitely one of the greatest gifts i've been given in life um you know what i mean it's where we're coming from yo generations 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 of bullshit um and i am thankful to be a part of the generational cycle breakers there we go get some t-shirts let's go do it let's go work continues the, the work, work continues. continues you don't just read the books right. you don't read the text you do the work every day it. rest is radical mm-hmm. take rest yes. De- that's the one of the most radical things you can do and hope is definitely a discipline yeah. hope is a discipline Ooh, yeah. it's hard to yeah. if you're going back to Miriam Kaba hope is definitely yeah. a discipline it's not easy yeah. maintaining the course 
you just gotta maintain mm-hmm. that discipline and so yes i appreciate yeah. y'all so much as always this is thoughts from the 305 i'm your host Erla Negra. take it easy